and welcome to the latest and greatest of the Honest Modern Dating Podcast. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to be fearless in love. And what does that mean? I don't mean fearlessly in love, but I mean fearlessly in the name of love. And just for the point of this podcast, I want to use the word love very liberally here. I want to use it to describe things like energy, movement, the universe. Some people would describe God, you know, not to get too spiritual about it, but to, to describe, I, I love the word like, oh, to be in love because I just want to throw this out there that to say that you are in love can assume that you can be out of it. So for the point of this podcast, I'm going to be discussing love like it's this energy flow that flows through the world, and it's this emotion thing. And in past podcasts, you've heard me talk about it. You've talk, heard me talk about you know treating emotions like it's a currency, you know, and, and working with people in certain ways and learning to interact with certain people. And you know, in a really earlier podcast, I talked about conditioning people in relationships and. Um, you know, investing in certain peoples in certain ways. But in this podcast, in order to truly be fearless in the name of love, in the name of interactions, and in the name of human connection, we're going to combine all of these elements into something that's a little bit more tangible and a little bit very interesting. So a very unique way of looking at it. So before we get into it, as always, the stuff that I'm about to give you, right, is always, you know, to be used for good. You know, some people think that, you know, they, they learn the, the cool idea or the new technique and they're like, yes, now this is my way to, to, to get someone to like me. And trust me, I fucking get it. I get emails. I get emails from people. And if you're one of these people, I'm fucking looking at you. I get emails from these people that are like, how do I make him like me? And, you know, that's not my impression of women. That's my impression of people that email me. You know, they're like, ah, like people who uh, are not really, uh, who don't really want the advice. They're just looking for someone to validate them. And like, how do I make him like me? What text message do I send? And I'm like, look, that's a, that's a great idea for a YouTube video, but I need to learn a bit more about you. And they're like, you know, I, I've seen this guy and then he stopped talking to me. How do I make him like me again? I'm like, well, you know, it's, a, it's look, I, I just, I, this is, okay, all right, let's just take a step back. And so, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and this kind of stuff resonates with you, I, I really enjoy working with you for that reason because I like that it does resonate with you. And the more it resonates with you, the more I want to invest more, you know, because truth be told, I'm very particular about the the people that I invest in. I'm I'm always really looking at the relationships that I care and share about to make sure that I'm investing in the right relations, right people. And I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do get him hooked. I wouldn't, you know, do what I'm doing now if it wasn't beneficial for some people. You know, some people get into industries like this because they they're they're thera- they're, they're seeking therapy in themselves. You know, it's like there's like two kinds of comedians. You know, the first kind of comedian is someone who's really fucking good. You know, and the second kind of comedian who's going out there to get their issues heard. And the difference is, is where they look. Do they look inwards or do they look outwards? And it's interesting because some people are looking inwards for the wrong reason. They're looking inwards because they, they want to be healed. But if they're looking outwards, now I always say look inwards to be healed, right? But when it comes to relationships, when it comes to 
providing something for someone else, it is worth pointing out that you do have to look a bit outwards. You know, the secret of every relationship is giving. But if you do run out of emotions, if you can't have the right emotions to give, then there's no point in it. So, how to be fearless in love. It is all about your beliefs, right? It is all about your beliefs. And some people might say, that's really obvious. I believe that love is just around the corner. And that's good. But some people believe things that hold them back. Some people believe things like, you know, I just got to be nice. And when it's my turn, it'll be my turn. And love isn't a line. It's not a line that you wait up for. Some people believe that, you know, it's their job to fix the person. And trust me, I want to ask you this. Are you their therapist? Are you their partner? And we'll get into a bit more on that in a second. Some people believe that, you know, love will just come. And that's actually a pretty good belief to have. Because if you believe it'll come, you'll be more mentally and emotionally open for it and it'll happen. Some people believe that dating is like a job interview. And oh my God, if you believe that, you are not going to have fun. Some people believe that they just got to give, 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 give. And when they finally give enough, then maybe they'll be chosen. And those people eventually get emotionally bankrupt. Some people believe they have to be a martyr. And when they're a martyr, what does that mean? They're thinking, you know, it's, it's about them, it's not about me. And then they listen to this advice like, you know, the secret of living is giving. The, the level four relationship is all about giving. And then they give, 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 give. And they give and they, they feel like it's, you know, but this is not about me, it's just about them. And that's a little bit of a victim mentality. And what happens with victims? Victims love being the victim. And if, and if I say this and you, you, you get really pissed off and you want to turn this podcast off, you know, maybe, maybe that's not you. <laughs> but some people love being the victim. Why do they love being the victim? They love being the victim because if they're the victim, there's something to think about. There's something to talk about. There's something to discuss. You know, that means that they get to blame someone else. And blaming is a form of love because blaming is energy exchange. Everything is sex. S-E-X. Synergistic energy exchange. Love is this exchange of energy. Energy is love. Relationships is this energy exchange. But what we want to look for are the ones that are synergistic. So let's look at it this way. This is the ultimate belief. Now there are really few good ones, but this one is so foundational cornerstone that if you understand this, if you embody this, if you believe this, from this, you get so much emotional energetic juice that you can you, you become the beacon. Like, you speak to someone and they're like, holy shit, I need this person in my life. Like, this is the thing to work on. Not how to be more attractive. Because you work on this, you be more attractive accidentally. It's not 
How do I make more money? It's you work on this, you make more money accidentally. This is, oh, how do I? And for a lot of guys listening to this, one of the biggest questions a lot of guys ask is, how do I talk to women? You don't figure out the right thing to say, you focus on this because you say the right thing accidentally. And I've said this a thousand times, but let's make it a little bit more clear for those who miss the point. And for those who did get the point, this is going to be something that is um, a bit more repetitive. But, you know, what do you fear? Who do you fear? Do you fear the one person who's done a thousand kinds of punches? Or do you fear the one person who's done the one punch a thousand times? Repetition is the mother of all skill. And in a way, this is a skill. But in a way, this is also the stripping down. Because what happens is, is we end up we end up learning so many skills. I don't know if you've ever known anyone like this, but you know, some people, they just want to learn, they 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 want to learn. And they ultimately are learning because they don't want to be themselves. They want to be someone else. They think that the answer is out there. And the answer in some cases is because you're listening to me and I'm not you. But in some ways, I want you to know this. If when I say this stuff and you agree with it, with some part of your body, it's because a part of you already believed it. A part of you already believed it. And if it doesn't, if you don't believe it, then I'm just going to throw it out there in my cocky, uh, cocky, arrogant way of saying it. Maybe you're just not ready for it. But also, actually, if you don't believe it, it's because there's something else that you need to work through first or whatever. So let's point it out there. If our beliefs dictate the world, then the ultimate belief you should have that will dictate everything is to give what you have to give. If you don't have anything to give, then don't give it. If you do, then give it. If you like someone, then give them your energy. If you think it's not being reciprocated, then don't. Give them your energy. Simplify love. Make it, don't make it harder than it needs to be. Figure out who is going to work with you and work with them. Now, I don't mean work like it's a job. I mean collaborate because relationships are a collaboration. You can only ever be in a relationship with someone to the extent that they are collaborating in turn with you. So if, for example, you're dating someone and it's really sexual, but they're just not really talking about emotions. They just don't want to talk about emotions. It's not your job to fix them. It's not your job to open them up. You're not their therapist. You're not their mother. You're their motherfucking partner. So in this case, what you have to realize is is that they're only ever going to collaborate with you to the extent that they want the relationship. Now, if you think, but I just got to change them. I just, you know, I just, maybe if I invest more, or just if I worked hard enough, I just could get it to work. But then you understand that in that moment, that sometimes you working harder or you pushing more in the relationship is actually going to slow it down. Because... If in order to get to where you need it to go, they probably need to go through the steps that you went through, you know? 
Because some people are commitment phobes. And then eventually those people realise that, ooh, maybe a relationship is actually good for them. And I don't mean just intimate relationships, your romantic whatever. I mean relationships in general. But then these people are like, oh, no. Like, they, they, they do this tango, this push and pull. They're like, yes, I want this, then I don't. And if you're on the other end of this tango and you don't want to do the tango dance, what's the fucking point? <laughs> so, keep it simple. If someone is collaborating with you, you can then collaborate with them. If someone isn't, then don't do it. And what this does is, is do, this does a number of things. The first thing that this does is this handles and works with your emotional energy very clearly and much better. So if you think of your emotions, your love, your everything, like a currency, you know, you can only really give what you have. And if you run out, you become emotionally bankrupt. Now, I personally had to learn this the hard way. It was through a breakup. And oh man, was this a tough breakup. You know, it was first one breakup made me a dating coach. And then another, and yes, dating coaches can go through breakups. Another made me go deep inside. And it was this deep insideness that really made me think. It made me think, how did I look at the world? What was I doing that was creating suffering in me? And first of all, the biggest thing, and that's a topic for another time, and it's something I've been pointing towards, is thinking creates suffering. And you say, but, but I gotta think. If I don't think, I'll never get anything done. Thinking happens. It happens whether you like it or not. So you might as well slow the fuck down. But the other thing is, the other thing is, is honestly, when it comes to emotions, we have, it's like a currency. We have to invest in the right people, invest in ourselves in the right way. And that's why we say sex, S-E-X, synergistic energy exchange. Think of two companies. When two companies invest in each other, they're investing their energy. So money, love, whatever, their currency. And what they want to do is they actually want to create something that is more value than what they put in. Very simple point. And so when it comes to relationships, right, you are looking for those synergistic relationships. You invest in the same extent in which, you, you know, you, it feels good because that way you're getting more back. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you've dated someone and you just never felt good afterwards. That means it was not synergistic and it was not collaborative, right? And when it's not collaborative, that doesn't mean you just got to try harder. That doesn't mean you got to convince them or sell them because you're not a salesman. You're dealing with a fucking human being. What you have to do very simply is only invest in the same extent and the same way that someone else is investing in you. And when this happens is, is you protect your energy. You know, people say, but you know, I just want to be open. I just want to give. But if you have $15, if you're in Europe, euros. But if you have $15 and you have to spend it in McDonald's or in a really nice restaurant that's gonna like have an awesome experience, it's the same amount of investment, but the return is different. Now, some people listening to this might think, oh, but I love McDonald's. They have to, the youth people have McDonald's. But for the rest of us, 
you learn that living on McDonald's every day doesn't make you happy, doesn't really look after you, and it makes you fat. That's not like really that synergistic, is it? So we want to look for the right relationships and the right things and the right feelings and invest in those in kind. Now, I want to bring up another concept here, and we're going to drop it into the mix, which is going to be the, the slam dunk of this whole podcast. And we've talked about this before. If you're an active listener, and if you're not an active listener, welcome aboard. And that is the simple idea that we condition people to being in relationships with us. So if you spend more time being happy with someone, they're going to feel happy around you. And when they want to feel happy, they're going to come to you. And when they feel happy, they'll message you. If you spend more time trying to fix someone, trying to make things work, they're gonna, you're going to condition them to feel hurt, to feel uh, stressed around you. And the more that happens, the more they'll feel stressed, they'll come to you when they want fix, and you become their therapist. It's this whole beautiful motion of just a flow of energy. It's like the way you're investing in someone. So it depends what kind of relationship you want. For example, if you're dating a guy who just wants to be fuck buddies and you don't want to be fuck buddies, maybe investing in that relationship in the way that is, you know, it's, how do I say it? It's like, you know, sleeping with him whenever he wants to and not really worrying about if he doesn't want to invest any emotions in you, right? That's going to condition that relationship to be in that certain way. And I've never met a guy who stopped seeing a girl because the sex was good. People stop seeing people because there's no investment. There's no emotional investment. You know, when you, if someone gives you something for free, it feels nice. When you earn it, you respect it more. Now, I'm not saying to go around making every guy chase you into like, you know, to stand up for yourself and say, hey, this is, you know, you got to work for me, baby. Like, don't do that shit. Because that, that just comes across. And then you condition people into feeling uh, nervous around you, not really wanting to spend that much time with you because you're really harsh. You want to be really soft. You want to be really gentle in your approach. You know, I love that uh, James Dean once said, only the gentle are ever really strong. And I believe that. You don't want to be, you don't want to be harsh. You just want to really just work with people. Just like if they listen to them, you know, because I'm a firm believer. People leave clues. People leave clues. No one ever lies. They either tell you explicitly or they show you implicitly. And what will happen is, is that someone will, you know, if they want to spend more time with you, that will open up. Right, but it's also worth pointing out that if you spend the entire time just opening up about uh, sadness, then that's what you become. You become the sadness. You become the. You become the. Uh, you become their therapist. And is that what you want? So it's important to consider these things. And here's the reason why this is the motherfucking slam dunk. Because if you keep investing in the wrong way in the way that does not support you what you want, one, it's not synergistic, two, you're spending your emotions, you're not getting anything in return, and therefore, you're losing your juice, your vitality for life, your vibe is decreased. Now, if you've listened to past podcasts, you will understand that your vibe is what makes other people attracted to you. In some ways that people are attracted to your looks, that is the physical attraction, the emotional attraction comes from how you feel. So that's your vibe. Now, in the same way that if you have energy to invest in your appearance, you make yourself look good. If you have energy to invest in your emotions, in how you feel, 
people will then feel good around you. You become like a waterfall that flows and splashes other people with your, your vibrancy, your amazing energy. But you cannot do that if you don't have the emotional capital, the emotional currency to invest in people, in emotions, in things, in whatever. And this is why it has this beautiful flow-on effect to everything. In fact, since this, since that time that I mentioned, that breakup, it affected everything. I started making more money. I started sleeping less, working more, having more fun, more social. Everything in my life was better. Why? Because I had the emotional investment to spend in it. Now, I've thrown this idea out there and a lot of people are really fucking, they're like, hey, you got to make this. And I think I might make it in the new year. It's a new year's thing. But one thing I really want to make is what I'm calling the seven day self-love program. And it's going to be the seven thing. It's going to be $7. And it's going to be this thing where I get you to experience this firsthand through an online course. And I really want to do this with people in real life. But the, the biggest thing that depletes your emotional energy is thinking and overthinking. Now, I'm a fucking big advocate for people who overthink. I'm like, stop it. No. <laughs> Bad overthinker. Um, but it's the fucking truth. And so it's so interesting because this is why I say this affects your relationships order fucking matically is because most of the time everyone's trying to think. They're trying, to, they're trying to create an algorithm for love. They're trying to perceive someone and try and figure them out in some intricate system. They're like, but they did this. Why do they do this? If you ever find yourself asking the question, why? That's the thing that will screw you up. That question alone, like sure, why has been this beautiful question, right? It's been, why are we here on earth? Why do we do what we do? There are some beautiful questions, but... What I find is, is people are trained into thinking why. They're like, why, 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 why? What is, what is, and they're thinking, 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 and they don't really get a chance to physically, actually experience. And when you stop asking the question why, you start noticing. And when you notice, the answers become obvious. This is where you get the real truth the real answers from this point, not from asking why. Now, I love it because there are other life, there are life coaches, there are other people, they, they help you ask better questions. That's a really good skill set. But this is the next level. This is the level that stops suffering. This is the level that makes your relationships work. This is the thing that makes everything fucking work. This is not like a, like I am, uh, how do I say this? I'm not just trying to juice this up to be like, yes, this is the thing that everyone has to do. This is the thing that works. You don't really need to focus on anything else. You don't need to even really fucking try because everything else comes from this thing of lack of trying. Have you ever noticed? Now I'm getting into a bit like my craziness here and I will have to close this uh, podcast very soon. But have you ever noticed that before dating advice, before listening to all this dating advice, Sometimes you probably did a little bit better. That's interesting, isn't it? In fact, if you're not this kind of person, you're probably the anomaly. That 
you never knew what could go wrong, so it sometimes didn't. Sure, you probably didn't get what you wanted long term, but it probably worked for you better. Not trying to play the dating game. You know, in fact, some people I get, you know, uh, I get like uh, older generation people that, um, that, that, that connect, that they, that they listen or watch my YouTube videos and stuff like that. And they're like, why was, you know, dating was never hard this when I was, you know, dating and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, it's because we're all in a fucking consumer society. We're like, what's this? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And so we what's next people. Look at Tinder. Tinder is a what's next. You know, listen to this podcast. You probably listen to it and then you'll be like, what's next? What's, what's next on TV? What's next on Netflix? What's next on YouTube? What's next to eat? Where what's nexting everything? And listen, look at this. Look at, look at, you look at ice cream. I love this. I, I can't remember who said this. I, I remember hearing it somewhere. But it's like, when it comes to ice cream, what do you like? Do you like having eaten the ice cream? Or do you like eating the fucking ice cream, tasting it, enjoying it, all this kind of stuff? And if you want next ice cream, just like everyone's what nexting people, emotions, what's next? How do I just get to that next thing? Then you miss out on the thing. This is why I'm such a huge advocate, and I, I point this out so many times, that the moment you let go of what a relationship should look like, your mind becomes conscious and aware of other ways the relationship could be. And you become more present, more, you'll be able to see it more, you know, to a lot of guys who are chasing sex and to a lot of girls who are chasing commitment. Everyone's chasing something. We're all what nexting that thing. The moment you stop chasing it, you start appreciating it. You can get so much pleasure from a, from like a single moment a single word, a single smile, a single kiss, a single interaction, a single hello. That's love. That's true fearlessness in love. Because you notice it. It's like you're a rich person and you stopped looking at the sense, you just started looking at the number, being like, yes, I'm so glad, I'm rich. And then when it's down, you forget. Everyone is overeating love. Why do we overeat? We overeat because we don't pay attention to the food that's in front of us. If you want to stop overeating, start noticing everything you put in your mouth. Your brain will eventually become sensitive to it. You'll eventually taste everything a hell of a lot more as well. And also simultaneously, You'll stop overeating because your consciousness will be exposed to the amount that you eat. You know, I once had a moment. I remember this. I remember this. I had a crazy day and I was just like, I just, I just want a donut. I just want something to satisfy me. It's like, I don't know if you've ever been there, but I definitely have. And I go to this place. In Melbourne, we have this place called Donut Time. Because when, what a time is it? It's time for donuts. Very Instagrammable store. And I get there and I get this, this uh, vegan donut because I'm vegan. So there's this, um, there's this donut that I can't, some fa- it's like fairy bread. It's like they got sprinkles on top. And uh, I pull out my phone just to watch a, something while I eat this donut. But the donut's gone. I didn't notice the donut. I didn't notice myself eating the donut. 
I did not enjoy the donut. And then I actually felt like getting another one because I didn't even notice it. And how true is that for love, relationships, sex, interactions, social skills, money, fucking your emotions? We are what nexting emotions. We are what nexting people. We are what nexting our interactions. And therefore, we miss out on the person in front of us, on the thing in front of us. We miss out on the juice of the situation. We miss out on the vitality, the love, the the expression, the emotions. We miss out on the feelings. And that's the thing that juices us. If you say, why do I feel so depleted? Maybe you missed out on it, or maybe you just invested in the wrong relationship in the first place. So that has been this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you did like it, make sure if you're on iTunes, make sure to leave a review because none of you motherfuckers are leaving a review. Five stars minimum. <laughs> I'm asking too much. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with one, you know, just whatever. But like, it, the truth be told is it really supports me. Like when you guys do this, it invigorates me to do more. And if you like this, if you got something out of it, then fucking do it. I'm trying to get to number one on the sexuality section in iTunes. And in Australia, at least, there's Hannah Riley from Triple J. Uh, and I'm trying to beat her. So we got to fucking, we got we to gotta do this shit. And if you're listening to this on my website, www.gettinghook.com, or if you're listening to a live stream now on Facebook or Instagram, hello, um, just tell your friends. If you learned something cool, tell them. Because we are heal here to heal the world. If you want to help yourself, the best thing you can do is help someone else. Teach what you want to learn. Interact with those who you want to interact with. Love in the way that you want to love and realize that we teach people how to love us through what we say, what we do, and also what we don't say and what we don't do. So thank you so much for watching. And also, one last thing. The Epic Relationships course is still available for three or four more days, depending on where you are in the world. So make sure to get on it. Go to www.theepicrelationshipscourse.com or go to www.gethimhooked.com and there is a uh, big banner on that website to get the course. If you want to learn how to have an epic relationship, it's a 22-day masterclass course that is designed to inspire, empower, and all those terms. Basically, it's it's to strip down the fat of how we look at relationships to get to the fucking truth, you know, to, to realize what makes you truly attractive and to bring your vibe up, to, to work with the world a bit more, and to also learn how to interact with other people in this transformative way. So if you're interested in that, make sure to jump on that. And if you're not, that's okay also. And have an amazing Saturday if you're listening to this on the Saturday. And if not, have an amazing week. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Goodbye.